Our next guests are the co-hosts of the very popular radio program entitled The Big Show. The Big Show. This is The Big Show. They call me Hollywood. Here come The Big Show. Big Show. show. Ladies and gentlemen, The Big Show. It's a big show. Is everybody ready? Monday, Monday. Just another manic Monday. Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. It's The Big Show, 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Welcome on in. Happy Monday to everybody listening. Jake Scott, Gordon Monson hanging out today at the Dish Pros, 8034 South. State Street, come on by and see us because we have jazz gear for you, and you've got to, you know, take a test drive on the latest and greatest in the world of television. Uh, but also, we want you to call eight zero one four two four dish. Get dish from the dish professionals, just like you and I do. Gordon, how are you, buddy? I missed I'm, you. I'm doing well. I miss you. Welcome back, Jake. It's how- good to see you. You know, you appreciate people more when. When you don't, when you don't have them for a little while, and I had fun with the fellas, but it's good to see you, partner. Uh, it's great to see you. And you mentioned the fellas. I want to say thanks to Scotty, mm-hmm. DJ, yeah. PK, and Bowler, right? Who all who uh, all came in last week and uh, did shows. I imagine that was fun. It all was. those guys are, are terrific. So um, I'm sure it was a lot of fun. Yeah, those are all some of my best friends, and so we had a good time. And Austin did uh, yeoman work back there in the studio, as he always does. So we had, yeah, we had fun, but we did miss you, and we hope you had a good time. Do you have any stories you need to, uh, or do you have any confessions you need to make um, after a week on the Outer Banks? I don't know about confessions. It was, it was, um, well, it was great. I mean, a week on the beach, you know, you can't uh-huh. beat. Uh, was your weather good? A week on the beach. Weather was pretty good until the last couple of days. Uh-huh. So, but I mean, take three, four days of uh, of great weather, you'll you'll throw in a crappy one. You know, that's not so bad, right? Uh, the 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 toddler loved the sand, which was great, and mm-hmm. loved the waves. She built a, her first sand castle, only to knock it down about five seconds later. You know, like oh, great! Job. Oh, it's gone. You know. We didn't even have time to congratulate her on on uh, the great job. <laughs> you know, you know what my friends used to do when they were uh, when they were kids. They used to make sandcastles and they'd put rocks in them, so that if someone came along to kick it, it would hurt. Yeah, that's funny. Like sabotaging the <laughs> yes. sandcastle. I think that's kind of mean, but uh, I mean, uh, this wasn't really an intricate sandcastle. You know, she tipped over the bucket, bucket or whatever. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and then it was like, oh, let's do a nut. Nope, never mind. It's gone. There is something about the ocean. Here we have the mountains, which is nice. But it's almost like you have to have either the mountains or the ocean, right? Uh, at least that's the way I am. I'm sure I could. there are other places of their charms. But uh, I, I, need, I would prefer one or the other. And the ocean speaks to me. Uh, and some people, you have this conversation with them and they look at you like you're nuts. But... It speaks to me. It's just it, it's like good for the soul. Do you have that? Did you have that? Oh yeah, one hundred percent. So what I'm hearing from you uh, though is you wouldn't do so well on the planes. Probably not. Not not really the. I mean, I could because you. you know it's the people. It's uh, it's a lot of sure. other things. I would just get lost even more than I do here. Not retiring to Omaha is what oh, I'm hearing uh, from you. Yeah, yeah. Not, that's yeah. probably not your destination. And I'm not a big somewhere. fan of tornadoes either. But you no. know, I don't need that. But uh, but the ocean. 
Mm. Oh, it was beautiful. Um, and, um, yeah, uh, uh, just good for the soul. Good hanging out with the family, which was nice. Uh, well, the food, as you know. Yeah. Uh, the food you do is the hush puppies? Terrific. Had some hush puppies. Certainly had a lot of blue crab uh-huh. fish. I mean, it was uh, it was a seafood. I tried to have seafood at every meal, if possible. So that was uh, that was good. It, it was our 30th year going to the Outer Banks. Mm. 30th year in a row. So it was uh, it was kind of a, an anniversary of sorts, but uh, we yeah we had a great time. Certainly uh, missed out on on being here though. I mean, getting ready for football season, which we'll continue to do. Rivalry week technically started here. on uh, technically started on Thursday. Yeah, it's here now, and it's we're just so very close. I heard Tanner made his first appearance on the show, and he that did. Went, he that did went, really uh, well, quite yeah. well. Yeah, he's Austin thinks he's a natural. Well, he's always a smart guy. Mm-hmm. Not that, that you could say any different for obvious reasons. Yeah, the thing I like about, uh, well, <laughs> yeah, I did let everybody know that. Uh, I, I heard. Well, which is good. Cause, he, I mean, he, did the show, he did his analysis from my kitchen table. Did he really? Yeah. Well, you know, I, I was thinking about this. We might have to have him in studio a time or two if his, uh, his schedule permits, because I, I know he's busy, but that would be fun. He's in the pool for the uh, XFL draft. So we'll see how that goes. He's doing some other stuff, too. And he is. He's got a job, which is always good. But uh, he is, uh, yeah, so he's going to be involved in football, but he'll be here analyzing, uh, especially BYU, but he'll be able to speak to other happenings as well. You know, it'd be interesting to talk with him about things like Andrew Luck, you know. I I love those kinds of issues. I've heard all kinds of opinions but about what luck has, is doing, and I I I have formed my own opinion, and uh, we can get into that if you want. Uh, but the, the, that's the kind of inside look that a, a former college quarterback can uh, can give us what the life is like in the pocket. Yeah, um, I did manage to watch the Miami Florida game because I was, of course, on the East Coast. You and, and what that, about that, what eight million other people? It got a what a four one something, which was a higher television rating than any East Eastern Conference playoff game in the NBA from last year, which is pretty. That, that is pretty interesting. Yeah. That was a bad. I mean, it was a uh, close game, but it was not. It was not the prettiest game <laughs> I've, I've ever uh, seen. It wasn't. Uh, it wasn't in top form. Well, of course, uh, you know, not only was I with my family on vacation, but uh, also some family friends who are big uh, ACC fans. So, of course, as we're sitting down to watch that game, I'm uh, I'm, I'm talking about Josh being on our show and talking about Miami being a sleeper, and and, and then throughout the game, everybody's looking at me going. Uh, really? Because this isn't looking looking terrific. Uh, as yeah, that was a poorly played football game. But but it was fun to have college football back. I guess it was fun to sit down and watch a game again. Well, real quick off the top, uh, what do you think of Andrew Luck's retirement? Oh man, because that it, it's funny. That's when I found out about Andrew Luck's retirement is right. when we were watching that. Uh, well, a lot of people. I've heard um, I've heard uh, opinions that uh, he's uh, this is typical of millennials. You know, they're not tough enough. They're not. What's he doing? Some of the fans booed and uh, all that stuff. 
Okay, well, here's the thing. I'm tired of millennial being an insult, by the way. This mm-hmm. is completely off the topic of him actually retiring. Mm-hmm. And I saw Doug Gottlieb's tweet. Yeah. Why, why is it an insult to be a millennial? That just bugs me. Every, every older generation has had disdain for the younger generation since the dawning of time. So give me a break. And, how, mean, can you cate- but, and how can you categorize everybody as though they are Under one umbrella. Yeah, yeah that, that just bugs me that millennial is as an insult. I mean, can I start using baby boomer as an insult? Careful now. Exactly. You would you would find that offensive because it it doesn't sum up. Those who baby you... boomers are a bunch of old geezers. They don't know. They're out of touch with reality. I mean, I, I just that that bugs me to use millennial as an insult. But here's the thing. We're we're adults, you know. Andrew Luck is an adult who knows his own experience and is going to make the best decision for he and his family. And it's tough for me to criticize somebody for doing that. Yeah. Um, I think he might regret it down the line. You know, look back and and think I left something out there, you know, that I I could have had more to give to the sport of football. And with that in mind, I think I wouldn't rule out a return for that guy. He hesitated when he was asked that at the press conference. But but then he said, no, I have clarity. I'm sure that this is what I want to do. Here's the thing. And when I look at this, nobody knows his pain. Nobody knows what he's feeling. You said it. It's his body. It's his mind. It's his decision. Right. He is. Some people say, well, the Colts have invested and in all that. I mean, the guy has faced all kinds of nagging injuries, which, what does that equate to? It equates to pain. And when somebody doesn't want to live in pain, how do you criticize them and call them soft for that? He's had one thing after another. And he has reached a point where he said, this is ruining my life. And you heard how complimentary he was about football. He loves football. He loves his team. But he doesn't love pain. And why is it required of him to live in pain? Not just now, but what does it mean for his future? Right. So I'm not how, gonna... how many specials have you seen on former NFL players who are living in pain throughout the entirety of their lives because of the sacrifices they made as a player? This guy has made millions and millions and millions of dollars. He has had great seasons, really strong seasons. I think somebody had a list of the most uh, – prolific quarterbacks, passing quarterbacks in, in, in NFL history over their first six seasons, and he's right there amongst the greats. If he has more in the tank and if he heals up, maybe maybe he'll come back if he's not feeling pain anymore. But right now he's in pain. And why why require that of him to, to have to face that? And what's he going to do to battle the pain? Just pop pills? See, because uh, the, the treatment can be worse than the pain itself, yeah. and he's got to manage that. Now, I, I will say this. He is leaving his team in the lurch. Now, whether it's justified or not is, is up to him because, again, we're talking about his body and his person. But is he leaving the Colts in the lurch? So do you, think, do you think he should have uh, battled through the pain no, 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 no. for don't, another season? Don't get me wrong, but but – Saying that it's it's justified does not – I don't want to ignore the consequence when it comes to the Colts because, yeah, they – they if he would have done this at the end of last year, it would have been more beneficial for them as opposed to two weeks before the season started. 
and he's got some teammates. That Colts team is going to be really good. I mean, they finally got their offensive line stuff figured out. I think Frank Reich is a is a great coach. Their defense is in the upper echelon of the NFL. I mean, they were going to be, and maybe they still are. I don't know. Jacoby Brissett could turn out to be awesome. I I'm not so sure, but he is he is leaving his team in the lurch. That is a fact. So if you, as an individual, if you get to a point where you cannot tolerate the pain anymore, uh, do you owe it to your team to? Con- continue to suffer the pain moving forward or do you give him credit for trying I I think he wanted to play he was doing what he could to play and so he was giving it the try he didn't want to bail during the offseason and so he was trying to get back into it and he just could not do it I this that's that's an interesting philosophical kind of decision that you can each fan can make for himself or any observer can make when it comes to this sort of thing i don't think he owed anybody anything i mean let's look down the road at a very tragic situation i don't know if this is the way andrew luck was was headed or not but you know junior Seau and the way his life unfortunately turned out you know if he would have made a different decision and decided to go away from the game of football would the rest of his life had turned out differently for him and we all and i mean we all 100% of our listenership would want his life to have turned out differently mm-hmm. than it did mm-hmm. so in in his case did he owe it to the chargers or the patriots or or whomever he played for toward the end of his career or the beginning of his career absolutely not you're not going to trade somebody's future and their mental well-being and those sorts of things. We all want these guys to set themselves up to, to live the best life possible. And that's why I don't think he owed it to anybody. But to ignore that part of it where he didn't leave his team in the lurch is not, is not right because he did. I don't know this for a fact, but I think he was giving it another try. And then he discovered, I just can't, I can't do, do it. it. I'm tired. Right. Remember he said, I'm tired. I'm mentally fatigued. I, I can't do it. And anybody who has faced a lot of pain uh, knows, I guess, what that feels like and how it can wear on you. Right. And this, again, this is a guy who's made a bunch of money. He's set up. He's smart. He... I've always been impressed by him as far as his mental capabilities. Well, go. he's got How a Stanford you? degree. I mean, that's yeah, not well, something okay. that's easy to do. So he's got a great life ahead of him. And, and, and if he thought that was going to be compromised, then how can – I mean, the fans that booed him, were they inebriated? I think – okay, so I'll, I'm not here to give everybody a pass in this situation, but fans, are they're, they're emotional, and they care about the Colts first, and they're Colts fans, and Andrew Luck is a big part of what that team does, and – you know, they're going to react initially. I would bet most of those fans that boo, once they have, you know, a chance to process it, they probably would not behave the same way. But I'm not, you know, fans act in the moment. We've seen fans do some buffoonish stuff, and I don't think it necessarily represents everybody and react differently in the moment maybe than you would otherwise. I saw a, a, a list, I think Peter King did, somebody did, of the most shocking retirements. And this uh, has got to be up there. The, the, I think this is right near the top. Uh, Jim Brown. I think Jim Brown was younger than than Luck. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he was 27 or something. We're talking about at that time, the greatest running back who had ever come along. Was it just football or all of sports? Shocking retirements. Uh, I think it was. Just, well, the names I saw were football, but. He also had Barry Sanders, obviously. Calvin Johnson. Calvin Johnson. And they were ranking this, uh, whoever wrote that, uh, right at the top, even beyond the others. And that's saying something. 
Yeah, luck is 29 years old. Uh, yeah, it was surprising. I think we all. <laughs> didn't, didn't you have the same sort of reaction that we all did when you heard that as you're watching that game? You're going, wait, wait, wait what? <laughs> well, especially since they've been downplaying his most recent injury, whether it was the calf or the uh, high ankle or whatever it yeah. was, because you heard about four different things, and they were saying, oh, he's going to be fine, this and that. And then, Of course, that's what football people always say. Well, and that's what they did with his shoulder. And it just goes to show you we we never really know the whole story. So I, I when, when Bowler was here on Friday, obviously this this all took place after that. But Bowler was talking about some of his injuries, seven knee surgeries, and a shoulder and some other things. And he, he it reminded me when I was listening to Luck, it reminded me of what Bowler said. He loved the game, but he got to a point where he couldn't play it. Mm-hmm. He loves it. It's the hard part about football because it's so physical and it's such a battle and it's so taxing on on any person physically. I mean, I, I think um, Hans, for example, is, is a marvel because Hans went through his entire career without any sort of major injury, and I don't want to speak for him, but I think he's today functioning very well as uh, you know from a health standpoint and doesn't have too many aches and pains when he rolls out of bed in the That's morning. Good. And I think he's more the exception than the rule you know what i and mean yet talk to hans about his nfl experience and he calls it i think if i'm paraphrasing here but i think it was kind of a miserable experience for him right so <laughs> but i'm glad he has his but health. it's a hard game i mean it, it's a hard physical game and yeah. it's that's why it shouldn't be a surprise that this concussion thing is becoming more and more of an issue because i don't think anybody could watch football and say well yeah that's good for you but everybody out there, and I'm, I'm tolerant of various points of view. I mean, I get it that all kinds of people can think any which way they want. But if you're the type that thinks that uh, luck is, is soft because he decided that he didn't have it in, in, in him anymore, uh, check yourself, man. Stop and think about what you said, Jake, earlier about how nobody else is feeling his pain. He's feeling his pain. And nobody else has to cope with it. He has to yeah. cope with it. So let's not criticize the way he de- decides to cope. With and it. nobody else has to uh, face his future right. with uh, uh, that condition worsening. You know, and he, but here's, here's the question I think that is haunting a lot of football fans. They wonder if this is the tip of the iceberg, if this is going to happen more and more. Guys who have terrific careers, who make a lot of money, will they be leaving the game earlier than because then the fans feel like wait a second i was so looking forward to seeing what was going to happen this next season for my team you know it's 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 harder on them but again it's not your life i don't know that this is going to happen more and more that would imply that it's a generational thing right no i just mean that nowadays people are more aware of injuries and the, the the difficulties that they might cause, uh, long-term effects. I think the money, the what you hit on there, I think is the, the factor to me most considered because back in, say, the 70s or whatever, the salaries were not – I mean, you were, you were playing to put food on the table. You weren't necessarily playing for generational money, right? And as that slowly in, uh, uh, increased and the money has just gotten where it is, I mean – you can you can certainly set up your family for generations on thirty million bucks. Yeah, and so if you put away that kind of cash, yeah. it gives you a lot more flexibility. So, Jake, if you were being paid right now, say ten million a year, 
You're being paid $10 million a year. But every once in a while, uh, Zach could not keep you from being electrocuted with the equipment around your ears. Okay, Zach, our on-site engineer. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it just happens because uh, of an act of God or something. I don't know. Just every once in a while, you get a jolt. Uh-huh. And you're kind of tired of feeling that jolt. That jolt comes two or three times a year. Yep. And then you feel the after effects of it uh, on a regular basis. And now you've been doing this for five years and you got, after tax, maybe $25 million in the bank. Are you going to keep getting zapped? See, actually, it, it, this is kind of a funny exercise because that $10 million would make it a lot harder to walk away from, right? <laughs> but at the same time would make it easier because you have... You already got bank. Because you've got um, security. Yeah. So this is an interesting exercise because it would be real hard to walk away. And, and Andrew Luck... And here's the curious thing. He came to a, an agreement with the Colts on his signing bonus where he doesn't have to give it back. <laughs> huh? What is, what is that all about? And maybe that's something we find out about a little bit later. But walking away from that kind of cache, that'd be really tough. Let's say the, those of you who are office workers, you're working in an office. You're a mid-manager. Whatever. Whatever you do. Every, uh, say, every two weeks... You stub your toe hard against a, a filing cabinet. And this is going to happen every two weeks. It's to the point of breaking your toe. And you're doing it over and over and over again. Are you going to keep doing it if you don't have to financially? Well, okay. Can, uh, you really like your job. You like the company you work for. You like your customers. But you are slamming that foot against that filing cabinet every two weeks. Are you going to keep doing it? How about let me – can I run one past Austin? Because I think he'd be a really interesting person to ask. Okay. All right. Austin, let's say you were making $10 million a year, but every year you had to – So a pay cut? Okay. uh, You had to have an appendage surgically removed. (laughs) Of my choosing? Uh, yeah, but you know, you only have so many fingers and toes, you know what I mean? So you had to have a, an appendage physically re- or surgically removed from your body. Okay. Surgically, not just some guy with a hatchet. How long, uh, <laughs> how long would it take you to be like, you know what? I've got enough in the bank. 10 million a year. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, one year. <laughs> okay. Well, there you go. So he's only losing his pinky. He's that's running pinky toe. Lot. Yeah, that's it. Pinky toe, how much does that Would you go with your pinky on your hand or would you go with your pinky on your toe? Because does a pinky on your toe affect your balance? See, that's what I was thinking. Like, am I going to walk in circles for the rest of my life if I donate my pinky toe? (laughs) Look, it's the 10 millionaire circle walker. Go ahead, mock me if you want. One year. See? All right, let's get into some local college football coming up right around the corner. Stay tuned for that. We have a great show today. Absolutely great show. We'll give you the highlights from Kalani and Witt coming up at 4 o'clock. Joining us at 4.30... Former Skyline Eagle, but also a U2, uh, Tony Bergstrom. Okay, good. Uh, longtime NFL career as yeah. well. Uh, it's going to be real fun to, to talk to Tony coming up at 4.30. And then at 5 o'clock, joining us here at the Dish Professionals, uh, Steve Tate and Reno Mahe 
are both going to be here talking about Rivalry Week. But, of course, they've, they've got a really cool relationship, and they've got some stuff going that uh, uh, has to do with the rivalry, but also doing some good in the old community, as both All those good. guys do. All so, good. Uh, it's going to be really fun to talk to them at the top of the 5 o'clock hour, and even better that they're going to be here at the Dish Professionals uh, throwing on the headset. So. Speaking of the Dish Pros, I mean, we have Ryan here. Ryan, you love your job. You love the business that you've built. Yep. But every week you come in, you have to slam your head in that door right there. <laughs> How long before you retire? Uh, and I think I slam my head in my door all the time anyway. So uh, You are tall. That, could, yeah. uh, that has happened before probably. Shave off a little scalp myself. You know. I guess it depends on how much you love your job, but <laughs> it would get old after a while. I would yeah. imagine after a few, after about six seasons, you might be ready to just maybe uh, kick back a little bit. Yeah, enjoy other things. Kick Which back I know and you want some TV. Yeah, that's a great way to do it, man. And you're, but you, you're multifaceted, right? You like doing all kinds of things. You like outdoor stuff, oh, yeah. racing, and all that. Racing, yeah. snowmobiling, you got it. Anything with the motor, I'll ride it. Uh, it is football season, and one thing uh, we wanted to get across today is we want people to be prepared. Prepared. Prepared, because there's some interesting things going on right now that might impact people who simply want to watch football. Yeah, we've got uh, this local takedown. It's, you know, it's a pretty big deal, and this weekend, you know, we've got uh, a whole slew of college games, and it's going to be on ABC, and this is kind of the beginning for uh, many, many uh, uh, games that you're going to miss if you don't have your local channels. And, you know, we've uh, we've asked, you know, people come down, try out the system, uh, compare it to a direct TV system and compare it to your cable system, compare it and see what's uh, see what's better. And guys, there's 17 things that uh, the hopper does that uh, nobody else does. And it's just faster. It's just better. It's just a, a coolest receiver, the coolest voice remote now that uh, say what you want and it's on. Well, we were talking about this before the show, too. There aren't so many places around, if any, that you really can come down and try this out for yourself and see it demonstrated and do all that. And you guys have a beautiful showroom, beautiful mm-hmm. facility right here. Very easy for people to drop by, centrally located. Right in the middle of Valley. Yep. Where they can just come in and, and try it out, experience it, and see why it's better and what's better and what's different than maybe what they already have. So, yeah, as a Dish Premier retailer, uh, Dish doesn't have showrooms. So they don't have a... They don't have storefront, so we're their storefront, and so essentially we are the sales arm for Dish, and it's part of our whole pitch is we guarantee the best price, and if you come in, uh, we're going to give you the experience. We're going to show you what uh, the hopper's capable of. We'll show you how cool the voice remote is, how fast it is, how quick you can change channels, and how easy it is to navigate. They've made it simple and really visual, and the voice remote you know, it it's was really cool. cool. It was cool before, but the Google Assistant built into it. And new that's, world? Yeah, it's a whole new world. And we had a cool promotion a couple of years back where we gave away the Amazon Alexas. And, but now we're giving away a Google Assistant for every room that you set up. You're going to get one because it's all built into the remote. So cool. All right, so here's the showroom, 8034 South State Street, basically the corner of 80th and, and State. State, yep. super, super easy to get to. But the number to call, 801-424-DISH, 801-424-DISH. And really the incentives right now are really good too. Yeah, you got a two-year promotion. 
um, to your new customer's credits. We have an additional $240 in credits that uh, we'll throw in. That's better than the $200 gift card. You get the NFL Red Zone free for the season. That's a big one. That is a big one. That's that, a big one. And I think that, honestly, the coolest football channel out there. It's it is cool. commercial-free. It's the only thing that I can find out that's bad about it is it, it's nonstop for like six hours, so it's hard <laughs> to walk away because there's no commercials. But, yeah, you get that. They got the Pac-12 network. Um, we'll get you installed and throw in JCWs and guarantee that best price. If you've got a flyer or a mailer with a fantastic offer, call us. Don't call an 800 number. We'll get you all that plus more. 801-424-DISH. That's 801-424-3474. Or come see us. Grab some jazz gear. We have plenty of that. 8034 South State Street. Ryan, thank you as always. Thanks, guys. All right. We'll talk some local college football coming up next. Stay tuned. 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. This is DJ and PK. Brian Keel, former BYU linebacker. From an alumni perspective, how much does this streak get under your skin? It's gotten to the point where it's everything. For a lot of years, I heard fans make comments to the effect of, well, all I care is if we beat Utah. I don't care about anything else. And it drove me nuts. And as crazy as it is that I never thought I would get to that point, I've gotten to that point. I don't care about anything else. That's all I care about for this season. I don't care any other game on the schedule. This game, week one, is the one that I care about. I'm so sick of losing to those guys for so many years. It's all I care about. Catch DJ and PK mornings from 6 till 10. Presented by WCF Insurance. Reminding you to be careful out there. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Well, they're both really two really good players, and, and Zach Moss. You know, we we like to establish the run. That's never changed, and and uh, Zach is, you know, one of the best backs in the country, in our opinion, and so he is certainly going to get, you know, his share of touches. And Covey is our leading receiver, returning from last year, and so yeah, to answer your question, they'll be they'll be a big part of the offense. Both those guys. Big Show, 97.5, 1280, The Zone. Uh, Band of the day today, Paul Simon, selected by me. Brought to you by Live Nation Concerts. Buy concert tickets and get the latest tour news and artist insight at livenation.com. Yeah, is there a bad day for Paul Simon ever? (laughs) That guy could write some tunes. Yeah, he sure could. I love love his uh, Graceland. Oh, it's a um, masterpiece. One of the best. Absolutely a masterpiece. All right, we're live at uh, the Dish Professionals. Please stop on by and see us, 8034 South State Street. And please give them a call, 80, uh, 801-424-DISH, 801-424-3474. And make sure and stop by and uh, pick up some jazz gear as well. We've got tons. We've got some really good-looking shirts, uh, really good-looking hats as well, uh, as uh, the desk ornament, which has been Oh, so popular. In fact, one uh, on the desk here at the Dish Professionals. So there is stop one. Stop on by and see us and uh, grab some jazz gear. Let's talk a little college football. I thought Kyle Whittingham's press conference was really interesting today. We'll, we'll play the highlights from he and Kalani coming up at the top of the 4 o'clock hour. But that was probably the most important thing right there. Witt saying uh, that Britton Covey and Zach Moss will be good to go for game number one. Now, the question is, Gordon, do huh? you believe him? Why would Zach Moss have not been ready to go? Oh, I don't know. Uh, an injury that was rumored. Really? 
Yeah, yeah, an injury that was that was rumored. The one we didn't want to cast doubt about? That exact same one, yeah. The one that we didn't want to sound like a broken record and and we and I had to hand it to us that we uh, didn't do, you know, blow the cover off of that. Well, at least one of us didn't. Yeah, well, who who did? Uh maybe me. <laughs> Maybe oh, maybe man. me on that one, but you know. Well, I'm times. glad. Don't you want the teams to be at full strength? Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Zach Moss is going to be a big part of of what Utah does this year. So you want to see Matthew and, and Britton Covey will as well. And you've been banging the drum on that going back to last year. Yep, they need to run the so football. So did I come to think of it. Well, I mean, Utah needs to be a run team. That's that's at best suits what they want to do in my opinion. And they've got an absolute rock star in Zach Moss back there who Mm -hmm. deserves to get those carries and will do a lot of or have a a big-time impact if given the opportunity, 100%. So that, I mean, that's going to be a big story. If those guys truly are uh, 100% good to go for the Utes, um, that's going to be an advantage for them because those two players are are impact players and they're playmakers. And so much of, of what we've talked about, Gordon, on both sides is it's going to come down to playmakers. Who's got them? So do you imagine on Thursday night the Utes floating like a butterfly and uh, stinging like a bee? Do you expect them to counterpunch with uh, the deep ball at all? How often do you think they're going to throw? Because, um, because they know they want to keep BYU off balance defensively. I think they do. I, I think they'll do that to a lot of teams. The The number of rushes wit throughout today just kind of haphazardly was 40. So 40 opportunities for running backs. In and how many total run plays game. do you expect? I mean, that's a great question. It depending depends. On the, it depends on the tempo. But, I mean, that's going to leave, you know, it's going to leave 30 passes out there, probably 25 maybe. 30 the, might be a little high. Last year, Jason Shelley threw 28 times. That might be about right. That might be about where they're going to be at. So you were satisfied with how much they ran the ball last year against the Cougars? Well, that was such a weird game, yeah, though. Yeah, because they fell behind early. I, and actually, speaking it's of the Dish Bros, TV right we've got it. been watching it. BYU up 13-zip. They're replaying it on the Pac-12 network. In the first quarter. 801-424-DISH. Give them a call. It's so weird to watch these guys and the enthusiasm and the excitement they have. Because they have a lead, and you're just looking at it going, if only you know what's coming. (laughs) And the Utes are looking a little frustrated. Right. But they find a way. What a wild game. Yes, it was. Yeah, I mean, that was an an absolutely uh, wild game. You know, I could see the Utes running the ball more if they get ahead. I agree with that. We were talking about well, this earlier, the frustration that is sometimes there when teams get up on the other team and then they go conservative offensively. And I think this is a natural tendency on the part of coaches because they do not, if they continue to be aggressive and continue to throw the ball or try to get fancy with it and there are turnovers, who gets blamed? The coaches. The head coach. Guaranteed. Well, what are you passing the ball for? You're up 20 points. What yeah, are you doing? Exactly. Right. But I mean, it. It. I mean, if last year's game taught you anything, is that you can. It, it's never over. And and we were we were talking. The reason we were talking about this is a listener came in here to the the Dish Professionals and was chatting about last year's game and 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 that sort of thing. But we saw this happen to Utah in the Vegas Bowl, 
when they got off to a roaring lead and all of a sudden BYU came climbing back mm-hmm. because Utah went conservative and didn't want to turn the ball yep. over and all those sorts of things. And that mm-hmm. could have been a, a different outcome if the game were a couple minutes longer. I realize Utah still held on, but you, you just we've seen Utah blow games over the years. By so are you back. a proponent then, Jake, of an offensive coordinator just stomping on the accelerator and keeping it there all game long? Well, I, even even if the point spread reaches three touchdowns, is this a, is this a cop out if I put it this way? Continue to play your game. If your game plan's working, don't let the the score or clock dictate you know what you do. Let you let you know go in with the plan. Stick with the plan. So, under what what circumstances would you alter the game plan? None. Well, if you're down big, then you got to change well, the game yeah. plan because the game I'm plan about if you the game plan lead. didn't work. But if you, ah. Because they're trying to run clock, too. Right, but I don't know if I can pigeonhole to put, like, last five minutes of the fourth quarter. I don't know, and maybe that's a complicated part of this discussion. But coming out and sitting on it in the second half, or remember that Arizona State game where Utah didn't even have that big a lead with Travis Wilson, and they decided not to pass it all in Mm -hmm. the fourth quarter and ended up losing that game. Or you can think there was a New Mexico game a long time ago where they kind of did the same thing and sat on it and ended up losing – uh, if I mean, if the game, I would say stay with your game plan as long as you feel like the game's in reach. I think fans in large measure would agree with that. But how many times have you seen coaches go counter? All the time. Uh, it ha- I mean, I don't know what the statistics are. I don't know what the metrics are on this. Maybe there are some out there and coaches live by that. But, man, we remember the times when it backfires. And it does. Well, and I, I told this anecdote during the break, but you and I were both at that Oregon game. I can't even remember what year it was, where Utah just smashed them yeah, in lots and crushed them. I think with, they scored sixty some in that game didn't with they? Uh, Mark Helfrich. Yeah, and yeah. it was kind of the beginning of his downfall, and they just absolutely smashed them. And I, I, uh, it was, we were both in the press conference after the game. But I wondered this question: like, what made this game so different? Where you didn't sit on the lead, where you were act, uh, running these wonky punt returns and and still just pouring it on. Remember, because Caleb, he, he was afraid that the potency of the opposing offense would come back to haunt him. Yes, he said, "This is Oregon. They could come back on you at any time." That was his answer, and he was like, "Geez, you should pretend like you're playing Oregon every week because <laughs> they just absolutely poured it on." But he needs, you know, I guess that's my point. As as long as you think that the team absolutely has an opportunity to come back, keep playing your game. Mm-hmm. Keep that. Keep to the game plan. Don't don't be looking up at the clock and going, all right, well, let's dial it back here so we can try and get out of this one alive. You know, mm-hmm. don't have that mentality. Have the mentality was, I've got a lead for a reason, and I need to keep that up until this thing is over, over, mm-hmm. until we're putting in – uh, the third string quarterback and the third string running back, and then we'll worry about bleeding out the clock and getting other people. But until this thing is over, over, keep with the game plan. If it's working, yeah, and you're not, you don't have a big lead because it's not working. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, but then then when you talk about Utah BYU, anything we've seen everything in this rivalry game. We have we've seen absolutely everything. You can throw out conventional wisdom right out the car window because we've seen it all in this thing. And isn't that what you want? 100%. Now, I know I don't have a stake in it, and I've talked with fans who say they don't care what the score is. They want another touchdown. <laughs> you know, if you're a Utah fan and your team is up 50 nothing, you want another score, right? Same thing BYU. 
But in most cases, it comes down to within one touchdown. And when a, when a, when a score is with that tight, then one play can change it. One play. I look forward to playing the highlights from the coaches today. Um, there was one point uh, where Kyle Winningham uh, I thought was funny because he said one thing and then acknowledged the exact opposite in like the next sentence. <laughs> so so he, he caught himself in a lie? No, because I don't think he even realized it when he, when he was saying it. But it stood out to me. I was like, well, so that's he, didn't, he ex- didn't contradict himself on purpose? No, absolutely not. And I thought, well, that that is pretty much counteractive to everything you just said right there. But you know, but it's one of those rivalry things where it, it's fun. It's it's not controversial by any means, but it did make me laugh. So we'll have to get to that in the top of the four o'clock hour, and we'll have a a chance to hear what Coach Sataki had to say as well. Who has the coaching advantage in this game? We'll discuss that. We will get to that indeed. It's all straight ahead. We are live from the Dish Professionals. We also want to remind you about our friends at Diamond Airport Par- uh, Parking. Begin and end every great trip with Diamond Airport Parking. Diamond offers car-to-curb service, 24-7 airport shuttles, fantastic rates, complimentary bottle, uh, bottled water, plus no one beats the friendly staff. Diamond Airport Parking just off I-80 and Redwood Road. Di- uh, park, ride, and save Diamond Airport Parking. We're live at the Dish Professionals. Come see us. Grab some jazz gear. 8034 South State Street at the Dish Professionals. You can also call them 801-424-DISH. 801-424-DISH. More straight ahead, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. The 2019 season begins this week, and what better way to kick off the season than the Holy War. Listen all week as the Zone Sports Network gets you ready for another chapter of the BYU-Utah rivalry. Then, on game day, legendary. catch the Holy War pregame show beginning Thursday at 6 at JCW's in Provo. They gonna talk about me. Your home for the best Holy War coverage in Utah is right here. Legendary. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Five twelve eighty. The Zone live from the Dish Professionals. Want to remind you to listen this Wednesday for your chance to win tickets to Blink One Eighty Two and Lil Wayne. Blink One Eighty Two out on the road this summer, celebrating the twentieth anniversary of their hit album Enema of the State. Check them out live with special guest Nick uh, Neck Deep Monday. They're going to be here September second at Usana, Usana Amphitheater. Tickets on sale now. Purchase your tickets at LiveNation.com. We are live from the Dish Professionals. Stop by and see us. 80th South and State Street. You can also call them 801-424-DISH. But we have a lot of great jazz gear for you. So drop on by and see us. And, of course, find out what the good folks here at the Dish Professionals uh, can do for you. Gordon, we're going to play the highlights from Coach Sataki and Witt coming up right around the corner. Uh, But one thing to bring up with uh, Coach Sataki, um, I saw this list from Mm -hmm. betonline.ag, which coaches are most likely to get fired first. Yes. And Kalani Sataki at the fifth highest odds at 12 to 1 uh, behind uh, Helton, Ash, Lovey Smith, and Gus Malzahn. Yes. Uh, and I think a part of this has to do with the tough early schedule. Do you think? Yeah, because the, the kicker there is the first one to get fired. Right. 
And when you go up against that kind of schedule right out the gate, and I think the Utes are the toughest of all of BYU's opponents in your first game, and then you follow up with going to Knoxville and then having to play USC and Washington, I, I, I think that is part, is part of the reason. The other part is the fact that he doesn't have a contract extension yet. That was the first thing that jumped into my mind. Yeah. I, I, I think you make an interesting point about the beginning part of the schedule, but that was the first thing that jumped into to my mind was that they haven't extended him, which means that they're not sure. Yeah, this this season is, I think, uh, pretty important for Kalani Sataki's future at BYU. If he If he gets eight wins, I think he's all right. I don't know about seven, but... If he gets eight, then I think that he will get that extension. That's just my opinion. I've not talked with Tom Homo about it, but that's that's my guess. She, and that's, I, a, that's a tall order. I don't think it's just the number. I think it's who he beats, too. Well, and I wrote a column about this that will be posted tomorrow about the importance of this particular game in his fate. And it's you can make arguments every which way. Well, beating Utah would go a long way. The problem is that you're 20 and 19 overall. And when you're in that range and you have not beat your main rival, then those games sting. I think they need to beat Boise and Utah State, too. Maybe not all three. But I think all three of those games carry that, Two and one, that kind of weight that you've got yeah. to beat. You've got to beat the teams that you measure yourself against. Mm-hmm. And I know that Utah being in the Pac-12, maybe that's a maybe that's a tall order. But I think BYU can certainly measure themselves against Utah State and Boise State. You're reading my mind. That's what I wrote. Ah, see, great minds, buddy. Yeah. I tell yeah. you, I That'll look be, forward uh, to the column. It'll be posted tomorrow morning, I think. But uh, uh, but anyway, yeah, it's uh, there are some questions. This year. And I think BYU fans, you know, fans can ask questions, and I think they're well within their rights to do so. Uh, it's it's not a foregone conclusion at this point. All right, we'll play the highlights from the press conferences today coming up right around the corner. Don't forget that Tony Bergstrom is going to be on the show at 4.30. And then Steve Tate and Reno Mahe will be here at the Dish Professionals in the 5 o'clock hour. We'll talk to them about uh, they've got a special thing going on in conjunction with the rivalry. And then we'll get, of course, their thoughts on, uh, on the game itself. I see we're prepared. We've got all kinds of headsets here. We do have plenty of headsets, and uh, we will accommodate them, yes. Yeah, well, that's that's cool. I'm excited to see those guys. Ryan, yeah. that's cool to have those guys coming into your place. Oh, yeah. Super excited about that. Yeah. Uh, Ryan, of course, from the Dish Professionals, you can stop by and see us 80, 80th South and State Street and call them 801-424-DISH. But basically, Ryan, we want to get folks ready for, for uh, college football and the NFL season, but get people ready for football in general. For, for, yeah, it's time. It's, it's here. This, this is uh, Yeah, this is the go time. And we like to remind people every year because – you know, we've had numerous years that people call like day before and um, we're already booked out. Um, you know, we get we get right towards the beginning of the season and it gets crazy. And, you know, if you're uh, if you're not lined up, you don't have a local channel and you're unhappy if your current provider, you're just paying too much. We had a guy walking around. It blew my mind. It's one hundred and fifty dollars. Mm. We saved him um, when he made the switch. And when we did the demo or showing him everything, he was just. Going, okay, all right, sign me up. And I'm like, oh, let me show you this. I get so excited because I was like, let me show you all these things. It's like, all right, no, no, I'm going to sign up. You guys are already going to save me $150. And, uh, you know, it's just a cool system. And, you know, I got the Game Finder app up here on Saturday, and it has all the games. It's easy to to toggle through. And it's cool is on Saturday or during when the games are going on, it'll actually show the scores 
of oh, it's great. Yeah, we'll show all the scores on there, and it you know the whole system is just so much easier to navigate than uh, you know I got a chance to play with all the boxes, and I always giggle because it's just better. I mean, you you switched, is it? I did switch. Is it better? Is it easier? I like it. Do you you switch? Oh, I love right? it. I switched a long time ago. Yeah, yeah, I love the Dish Network. So you know, with the promotions and the offers are so good. The, I think this is the best promotion Dish has ever put together, and it it's, keeps getting better and better. Right now, we're at the peak. I think with you get the NFL Red Zone, you get the uh, new customer promotion, the additional two hundred and forty dollars in credits. We'll take care of the installation. We'll throw in dinner at uh, another great local company, JCWs, and uh, uh, you know, get you get you all dialed up for the games. Just just well, real quick on the Red Zone channel, I think you said this uh, a, a couple of weeks ago. I heard you say this, and and the Sunday ticket is cool, and and you guys can help people out with the Sunday ticket, yep. and, and I know a lot of people like that. I'm certainly not knocking on Sunday ticket, but I like the Red Zone channel better. Because you don't get locked into some boring game. I mean, it takes you to where all the action is all the time. Like, if you're a fantasy football uh, oh, player, yeah. I mean, the, the the Red Zone, it's an amazing channel. It's almost – you consume NFL in an entirely different way, and it's really, really cool. Yeah, the uh, – you know, getting all the – basically all the big plays – uh, or uh, the play leading up to like the score, and they, they they call it the red zone channel originally. For if their team was in the red zone, they would show, you know, that those opportunities to score, and that's kind of what the, the whole channel's designed around. It's a, you know, I I only complain is just not doesn't have commercials. So you just can't get up, and walk away from it. I need to go to the bathroom. <laughs> I, know, exactly. I need to go to the bathroom. Please be a boring game. Oh no, another touchdown, sweet. You can pause it. You could pot. Well, that's a good point. Look at Gordon over here. He's mm-hmm. thinking. But then, then you're like, how do you catch back up? Then you're behind. There's no, there's yeah. no commercials, so yeah. you can't catch yeah. back that's up. A good point. But it's kind of you tough. find a game you're not interested in and buzz through. Yeah, that you could do that. Eight zero one four two four dish is the number to call. Uh, get out ahead of it. It's football season. It's here. Eight zero one four two four dish. Or of course, come down and see us. 80th South and State. We do have great jazz gear to give away. But yeah. uh, you guys can demonstrate all that stuff for yeah, folks. Come, and come down. I'll personally blow your mind. I'll show you how cool it is. Show you the the. Uh, voice remote and the remote locator and uh just how fast it is you know if if you truly want a system that you say it it happens it comes on that's what the dish system does you do have a passion for it i do i really i think this is a uh it's one of those things that you know i'm proud to sell i like i've sold a lot of things in my life and this is something you know i'm really proud to sell i think it's a good product well and your company is great we gordon and i have both been customers for years and years and years and years and always have had a great experience yeah 801-424-DISH, 801-424-DISH. We'll have more next right here on The Big Show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. This is Tony Parks and Austin Horton. Riley Nelson. How often do you get asked about the uh, rushing the field three times game? Is that the most bizarre moment that you've been attached to him? Everyone thinks about those field goal attempts and all that, but go back and look at the film. Cody Hoffman, he's wide open on the sideline, but the Kruger brother was rushing, it hits my arm, the ball goes straight up in the air, and I vividly remember watching the ball and watching the clock tick and seeing the ball hit with one second, even though the clock ticked down to zeros and the fans all rushed. It was the most bizarre football game I've ever been involved. And then let's not forget how many times you get like two or three chances at a kick and you can't put it through the uprights. Oh. You guys are really uh, <laughs> putting the knife deep. That, that was good, time, folks. Yeah. I'm going to go cry myself. <laughs> <in the house. laughs> Tony Parks and Austin Horton. Weekdays from 10 to noon on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network.